0: Five players on the floor function as one single unit. Team, 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 right? No one more important
1: than the other. Hello, coaches. This is Coach Kevin Furtado. I'm the head girls basketball coach at Lake Oconee Academy. I'd like you to welcome to Episode 8 of the Championship Vision Podcast. Today's guest is the great A.C. McCallers. AC is a good friend of mine. He will be speaking at the Legends Clinic on September 22nd here at Lake Oconee Academy. You gotta come see him. Let's talk a little bit about AC. He was the Georgia Coach of the Year in 1989, 1990, 91, and 93. Kodak High School All American Game Coach, 1994. WBCA All American Selection Committee, 1996 the GACA State Chairman of Girls Basketball, the NFICA National Coach of the Year for Girls Basketball in 1997, selected to the Etowah County Alabama Sports Hall of Fame 1997. His teams have won four state girls basketball championships and been runner-up three times, 12 region and 22 county championships. From 1989 to 1991, Morrill High School girls won 86 straight basketball games in the state of Georgia. He's coached seven prep All-Americans, had 58 players sign college basketball scholarships. Many of these were D1 schools, third all-time in Georgia basketball wins, career coaching record, 910 910 wins, 362 losses, 23 seasons of 20-plus wins, and three seasons of 30-plus wins. He coached football for over 30-plus years, offensive line, part of the 1987 Morrow High School State Football Championship staff. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Dr. Dish Basketball, and they are accelerating player performance with the most innovative game scenario training solution available, allowing coaches and players to build their legacies faster than ever before. By providing the most usable and advanced shooting machine, integrated training management system, and a vast library of complete workouts and drills, Dr. Dish Basketball has become the preferred source for basketball training with progressive coaches and players. In addition, I'd like to thank our Championship Vision website. You can go to championshipvision.org. If you want to improve your game as a coach, you can find the greatest resources ever at championshipvision.org. Check it out now, and I will send you a five-year action plan to setting goals and building your basketball program. Coaches, I'd like to welcome Mr. A.C. McCullers.
0: Hello. Coach McCullers, how are you? Hey, we up there. How you
1: doing? Good, good. I appreciate you um, coming on our podcast. Um, this is, um, you're on my eighth podcast, Coach.
0: You're eighth? Wow. Yeah.
1: I tell you, I mean, but I, I save, I always save the best coach for number eight.
0: I heard that. <laughs> well, you, always, you always had a way with words, you know?
1: <laughs> um, hey, have you on, I, and, um, I don't know if you heard, um, I, I've spoken just recently with, um, coach Gaines and, uh, Mark Gaines and, uh, Maury Smith from Georgia College, uh-huh. um, and they're going to be at the clinic with you. And we're so excited to have you at the legends clinic coming up. Um, it's our third year. And, um, and I'm going to ask you just a few questions. And really what I, what I want from you coach to just, just kind of just, I uh, like to pick your brain on how you can help out coaches. Cause we have a lot of coaches now tuning into us and um, I just want to help out the other coaches and for me to learn as well. So uh, Again, thank you for uh, coming on.
0: Okay. I appreciate you doing this for high school basketball and promoting your program. It's a it's a really good thing uh, using media to do that, and I applaud you for that.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it, Coach. And I, I tell you, um, hey, can I – you've been coaching for 50-plus years, and I, to me that's amazing. I mean, I'm 54 years old. I think I've been coaching a long time. And that's not even close to how long you've been doing it. Um, how did you begin your coaching journey? Uh, and which coach or person really impacted you to become a coach?
0: That impacted me to be a high school coach or just a just a coach. Period. Uh, it's a
1: coach. Period.
0: My when I was in high school, my uh, probably my high school football coach uh, that spent more time with me uh, than anything. And develop me, because when I started out, it wasn't like it was ready-made. I had to go through a lot of training. I had to lose a lot of weight. Uh, I was a lot of had some things that had issues, and he he would stay on the field and promote and and stay after me, but and encourage. And that's just something ever since then. Uh, and had to do a little bit of success in high school, and said, "Hey, this is what I want to do. I want to help some other." Uh, primary at that time was football players uh, to develop and not give up on them if they're too overweight or don't have a quick step or something and help them develop where they can enjoy playing this sport and be successful later in life because they know how to work. So that's where it got started, my high school football coach for, for one.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. Every coach um, I've asked, and they always talk about when they were really young and so forth, just kind of getting into – Really just, you know, either finishing school, there's always one coach that had a great
0: impact on it.
1: just shows the impact we all have on kids, doesn't it?
0: Yes, it does. I mean, you never know uh, what you might say or what you might do to some kids uh, somewhere down the road that will come up 20 or 25 years or even, you know, longer. Uh, we had a little get-together for our so – my wife and, and the school here celebrating my 50th year of education, and – Uh, Some of those kids that come by and say, hey, coach, you remember this and us doing these drills and not letting give into this or that. And and they remember that stuff. Uh, You know, like one of them said, the biggest thing you always stress, be on time, be on time. And you never would let any of us be late for anything. She says, I do that with my employees now. So, you know, it's what you expect out of kids and how you carry yourself. Uh, it, It impacts them because uh, they, they are at a very impressionable age, uh, and they need something that they can hang their hat on. And, you know, and I really think that uh, the structure and the discipline and things that go with team sports, any team sports, helps them do that in a time when, you know, they need to get them doing that and still just playing uh, media games and, and, and work a little bit and things of that nature.
1: Yeah, and it's amazing. Coach, we're all going to be remembered by our kids, right? You just hope it's for the best. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we're going to be, coaches will be remembered. Yeah. And you just hope that, that it's all positive. And we got, we got a big responsibility, don't we? I mean, we, you know, we, we're, we're probably the most underpaid profession, but we're the most impactful.
0: Well, when, what you have, you have, you know, you've got kids and I do too. I my daughter who is my assistant. Uh, you know, and as a matter of fact, I coached her in high school, but you, you want to, give try to shape them and give them something positive because they don't may not you know most of them do but a lot of kids don't get a lot of positive stuff coming from their home life and they need somebody like i tell them that's got their back know that they they got problem they'll be there for you yes you're going to help mold them at a time that's very crucial in their development
1: yeah i absolutely agree um Coach, you have been coaching a long time. You have coached in the same era as, as some of my favorite basketball coaches like Jackie Bradford, Norman Carter, Ron Bradley. Do those names ring a bell to you?
0: I know them all, and they're all very good friends of mine. As a matter of fact, I've, uh, I've coached with some of them, and, and uh, I've known uh, most of them uh, through the years. Uh, but, yes, those are, are names of, that are – are key to development of the basketball in the state of, of Georgia. Yes, most definitely.
1: Yeah, and and my, and I already spoke to you about this, and that's why we're honoring you this year, man. We got to get these guys and that are that are still healthy. A lot, of the, a lot of these coaches, they're they're getting older, and and their health problems. I want to really honor these guys because you figure um, you take you. Norman Carter, Bradley, uh, and even Jackie—I mean, you guys set the tone. And there's 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 people that I'm missing on that list that you know. I mean, what? Well, how did these coaches establish really girls basketball in the '80s, '70s,
0: '90s? Well, you know, I had the—I guess it was it was a advantage of mine. I had the, uh, the uniqueness of uh, being able to coach back when my first coaching years where we were playing three on three uh and it was a different style and you have a you learn a different style with just having three players on each end where sometimes you work defense and others just primary offense but then you learn to do things with three players there's your triangles automatically then it, from there it went to rover where you had an indifferent two on each end and two a full court and you had to teach a different style there. But the bottom line, you had to learn how to teach the three on three. You had to learn how to teach the Rover. You, then you went, went five on five, but you could rely on those things that you learned back when you just had those things and you could still adapt it to the triangles and break it down. Whereas the skills that they would need uh, from that. And that's where they got, uh, in my opinion, they got a really, uh, the teaching part of it. You be a good teacher. I think you're. You can be a good teacher, and you can also that was carry over. Your be a very good basketball coach because you got to teach and practice. It's not just go out there, but you got to you got to actually teach things to these kids. And and if they see that you do it, they're going to buy into that, and they're going to you know get behind you. And that's the biggest thing when they buy into what you're trying to get done then you won the battle there and then you can go from there but that's the thing you got to do they got to carry yourself to let them know that you know what you're doing and believe in what you're doing and then get them to believe in what you are believing in so and that's what we got to sell to the younger coaches uh, to develop that from that year after year after year uh and the time they got to put in like you said it's not a as you know, high school sports don't get paid all the money. Some of them do, but not as that. But they got to buy into that part of it and understand that it's uh not just a uh, you know uh, two hours and go home, but it's got a lot of stuff else behind it uh, to be su- If you want to be successful at it,
1: yeah, and that's why we need guys like yourself uh, coming back um, and really teaching the younger coaches. That's why I, that's how I kind of started our clinic here. And I think we're only in our third year. We're we're going to continue this. And you've been a big part of our success at the clinic. And we really appreciate you coming back to speak to the coaches. Uh, I have coaches that, t- that mentioned, man, or Pete Acock said the other day, he says, man, AC, man, that is a valuable tool to have at your clinic. And, and Pete has been coaching for a long time. So you have a lot of coaches that, Really, you know, love what you're doing and to come back and share with us. Hey coach, at Morrill High School, you yeah. won eighty-six straight games.
0: In, How the did state, you- in the state of Georgia, right. We lost yeah. we lost one game in a major tournament up in uh uh where was it? up in Philadelphia, I think. Uh, that, uh but, but we won eighty six in a row uh in, against Georgia competition. It,
1: and how did you – I mean, that's a dynasty, okay? I don't care what anybody says. I mean, that's a dynasty. Um, how did you build that, that basketball dynasty, that program there?
0: Well, uh, mainly it starts with the uh, uh, middle school uh, kids through the years. You get your middle school coaches doing what you do and get your middle school coach on board with you. When that's why middle school to me is very important, and that's why I still do it. I do it here at Strong Rock. All my kids, my varsity, my JVs, and my middle school kids, we all practice at the same time in the gym together uh, at the same time. Therefore, they see what's going on, and sometimes the older kids will work against them a little bit and do things, and they know what's expected of them. And it's not like when a middle school comes into the high school gym for the first time, they are scared to death. They're ready to go. They know what practice is going to be like, and then they learn the same skills. And then you get that and get all your coaches. You reward your coaches uh, at the the lower levels. Whatever we get, the lower coaches get. Make them feel like they are a part of it because they are. Uh, If you're going to be – those kids have got to develop that. And then from that, you just uh, take that and develop a work ethic and get them to believe in what they're doing and get the players themselves to say, hey, this is what we got to do. This is what we got to be – and they will eventually get that point. And, and during that, that string, of, you know, I could tell you some of the girls, and you'd probably know them because they're coaching in college and stuff like that right now, but we'll be having a bad practice, and they wouldn't leave the practice floor till they got it right. Or if we was having a bad day and the boys had to come and practice, they'd go home, eat supper, and they'd come back and practice till they got it right. Um, that was the kind of kids that, and an attitude that they had up there, and you get it that way, it's just a matter of making sure they're prepared with the X and the O part of it. So, but you got to understand, I had some great kids. I mean, I had some great kids that loved the game of basketball, uh, from there. So,
1: yeah, and it was probably a you had. A good core, but it was the leader that, like yourself, that led them. I've seen a lot of talented teams go to a waste because they did not have good leadership. So you got to give yourself a lot of credit for that. You probably had a good coaching staff. You you built it from the ground up. It sounds like. Well, um
0: the coaches we had, yes, they were they were vital. I mean, matter of fact, we all stayed together many many years. Like uh, Coach Silk had his team in the state finals this year. He was my assistant there for at Mar High for 13 years and then he went and coached in college with me now he's very very successful AD and basketball coach uh where for has been. so yes you gotta if you if you're going to coach you better get coaches that know as much as you do or more than you do and don't be afraid to let them coach and there's so many coaches and I've seen this especially uh some of the younger one coaches are just starting they don't really they shy away from getting somebody in there as an assistant that may not, you know, know, I mean, may know more or whatever, but you got to have successful coaches that want to be head coaches. If you're going to be successful and then you got to let them coach. That's the key.
1: Yeah. You got to give them that ownership, but I, I don't, I only think you learn that through experience. I I think I just see that so often, younger coaches, you know, but that's just part of growing as a coach, don't you think? I mean, um, we we know it now, but, you know, it's hard when you're young.
0: (laughs) That's exactly part about it. And as your first couple of years, that you're not just thrown out there and then you have to figure out something from that. Hopefully you've had – or if you really care about your program, then you'll go – and talk to people if you, uh, and see what what's the right way to practice. Not necessarily about what to run or the philosophy. That's something you got to decide yourself when you see what kind of players you got. Uh, and that's another thing that every year is different. I mean, I got certain things that I just love to do, but there's certain years you can't do it because you just don't have the people to do it. And that's the uh, the how you got to go. You have to make the decision on what you want to do. And then take uh, whatever kind of offense is best suited for your kids, not just trying to take any offense and put it at those kids because it's not going to work. If they don't have any kind of success with it, they're not going to work at it to get better. So uh, they got to enjoy what they're doing with it. So sometimes you just have to kind of sit back and let them just do some things and find out exactly what you can do uh, with that. But you're so right. They've got young coaches have got to. To, to, to learn that, and sometimes it's, it's you know, you just got to do it. I, that's the advantage of, I think, of me having three-on-three, the rover, and all the different three kinds of basketball together because you have to learn all the different kinds of ways to, to score and play defense and, and then settle on what you like best.
1: Yeah, and I, just going back to you mentioned about middle school coaches, Uh, I've been very fortunate here at Lake Oconee. Um, and we, we, you know, we built our, this program has been built by on, uh, we, you already played us in his first year. We won three games, our first year, then our second year we won 11. And hopefully this year I think we're going to be even better, but you never know. My middle school coach has done a great job. His name is John Heinen. Um, and he listens to all our podcasts. So, um, but he's an unbelievable coach for middle school. I'm so fortunate to have him and he's all about the program and you know doing what necessary for the kids. So I've been very lucky to have a good middle school coach here building this. So I definitely believe in what you're saying. You gotta have a you gotta have coaches that believe in your in your program and believe in believe in you.
0: Well, that's it. They gotta believe in you and then they they gotta want to work with you. And they got to want to move on either, you know, when you step aside for your – or, or uh, go somewhere else. That was, when I stepped aside at Mar, one of my sisters took over and did a great job, and he went on was a very, very successful uh, – Scott Terry, uh, very, very successful coach at Brookwood and, and places like that. So, yes, that's, that's a, one of the keys. If you don't have coaches, you know, uh, that believe in what you're doing uh, and then get the kids there, it's going to work. Uh, with that, and teach them the, you know, the word that nobody likes to hear, because nobody really fundamentals. Most of them just want to get out there and run up and down the floor. But you got to teach them the fundamentals of how to play the game before they can even play it. So, uh, and that's what that's what your coaching staff does. When you get them, you better turn them loose, coach. Uh, from that, uh, and that's why I say I you agree, got to
1: coach. Coach you are currently at Strong Rock Christian Academy you've done a tremendous job there coaching girls. What are the differences now in the players that you coach now as compared to years in the past not just physically but mentally are they tougher or are they well, what's the difference?
0: Well, the difference is there's uh, compared to what it was uh, say back uh, back in the late 90s, there's so many other things that are in on their demand. You know, there's so many things uh, now that wasn't offered to some of these kids back then. Uh, and, you know, uh, a lot of kids played basketball because they didn't have uh, smaller, you know, some of the things that they really, uh, and that was a thing to do. But now there's, they've got jobs, they got the media, they got this, they got that, they got all the academic things. And you may run in this too, the numbers that you have, especially at a, a small uh school, uh not necessarily a private school, but a small school, uh your basketball players, they all play uh softball, they all play volleyball, they they're 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 the core of all the other teams uh on campus. So you, they have to be shared. So you don't necessarily get to do as much sometime as you want. I've had to change Way I look at it, I used to, you know, think it's all summer's basketball, but you can't do that anymore. You have to share, yeah. it with and you have to share, it and you have to. That comes. Then it comes down to planning on how you want to do it, uh, and you don't really want your kid up here all summer, all day long, working on four different sports, and then time to get to school. They never, they haven't had a break. So that's something I had to really change my way of thinking. The, the drills that we did. Uh, a long time ago uh but the main thing that that we had basically was just shooting a basketball now in the summer we don't really play as many games as we used to and we have uh camps that we that we one week that to go to camp from uh, daylight till dark camp and do all that kind of stuff but uh that's that's the biggest difference that far as the toughness you know uh i just i don't i don't just go that that the girls now are not as tough as they were back then. It's just a different lifestyle and it's a different thing that's what's making may not be think they're tough life is a whole sometimes a little easier than it was back in uh the day they don't have all the modernizations you know we do, but we don't you know the time that we're living in right now, just like uh back you think about football back in the eighties and seventies or uh a lot of people didn't have air conditioning in the sixties uh seventies and 80s. a lot of a lot of people but now we get we get uh get up from our air conditioned house we get in an air conditioned car we go to our air conditioned school um, <laughs> and then we get yeah. out and go to football practice and oh my goodness, that humidity and heat and everything is just unbelievable so that's what we have to we have to adapt the way we coach with the way our lifestyles are because they've changed tremendously causing basketball to change. And you, you know, uh, the equipment, the shoes, the, the balls, the physical training and all that has gotten so much better for these kids. Just there if they want to, to take a of it. But then again, the work demands are a lot different than they were back then because everybody wants part of that player's, if you're an athlete, everybody wants a big part of it, unless somebody specializes. And I don't know; I guess a lot of them specialize now, but I don't know how much. So, uh, but that's why why you have to be real, real prepared, and your your practice and your summer stuff and off season stuff has to be tailored more to fit the needs of the kid and work on the things specific that that kid needs. Not as much toward the team stuff as a lot of people scrimmage in the summers. I feel like.
1: Yeah. And you mentioned a couple of things. You got to be, you got to be adaptive. You got to be flexible, but you got to be prepared. I mean, those are the things that, and you have all those, those qualities. Uh, Cause I know you're probably one of the most prepared coaches. I know you, you plan from start to finish. Um, you will be at the legends clinic on the 22nd, speaking on your defensive system. Yeah. Give us a brief overview on what you're going to speak on, and what the coaches, hopefully the listeners, are coming to the clinic. Um, basically, you know how basically this going to tell the listeners how you're going to, how you can build a great defensive system.
0: Well, what I do, and I've been doing this for uh, for years. You know, I believe there's certain things that I believe in uh, on how I want to do, and I teach my uh, defense. A little bit, probably a little bit different, and uh, based on, mm-hmm. I the the first thing I do when I start planning or getting ready for defense, I and this may not have anything to deep defense, but it does in my eyes. I teach my press break first. I teach my kids how to break a press first, so I can get us down into our offense. Because if we don't do that, if you can't break a press, in my opinion, all you're going to do is be running up down the floor. You're never going to get your defensive uh, set. So we spend a great deal of time being a press. As far as I know, Coach Durden will be there down there. And one of the first things you got to do if you're going to play Buford, you better be able to break a press. Uh,
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So I teach my kid. And from that, we get in our offense. And then we rotate back. We're able. To, I think. I think. Well, we can get it down the floor. We can run an offensive set. We may not score. Uh, we might miss a shot or whatever. But we have a chance to get back and get in our defense, whatever it may be, and then uh, able to play instead of giving up layups. And then you decide. Well, what are we going to play? I'm a I'm a man-to-man person. Uh, everything we play, even though we play a lot of things that look like man but everything we play is based on the uh, man-to-man. Now, uh, we're going to talk about what I mean by we may look like we're playing man, but we may be playing uh, a a different kind of zone uh, because it's not a matchup. But I teach positions on the floor. I I firmly believe there's four spots on the floor, and you can cover all – Parts of the gym from those four slots. If you react to a different situation, so um, we're going to do that, and we're going to uh, we're going to like some people always talk. You're on the left side, which I teach it too. You got your left foot forward, and you know try to funnel them down. Well, what if you can't? If you don't have a very quick uh, drop step, and you can't drop step quick enough to cut off that baseline so what do you you need to do for that team Say you got a bunch of those. well i may change it for this game and i may put my right foot forward and funnel everything back to the middle to the spots where i know i'm going to have some people sitting in there but those are uh have, have to do with how i play my defenses now i do a lot of uh uh things where i've i probably told you i'm going to guard uh I'm going to take my five, and I'm going to stop your three best, okay, uh, and make your non-two uh, beat us. That's my philosophy, and I've always said that. And how you do that is based on how you play your defense and from those different sets on the floor. There's still man-to-man principles. It's just where you place them, and that's why I want to talk to uh, certain people. I know they talk about uh, – Syracuse always playing a two-three zone. If you look at that real close, that's not a two-three zone. It is, but it isn't the way they shift to some degree. Uh, and that's what I, I don't want to talk to. Don't be totally sold into one thing. Learn how to take things and use it to fit what your players can do. Uh, so, but if you're just better than the team, no matter what you run, you can you, you can yeah. beat them. Uh, but those good teams that you got to come up. So that you can equalize somewhere, and I honestly believe that you can equalize better on defense than you can equalize on offense. Myself, so. Uh, but then again, you got to be able to shoot if you know, because from uh, there. But that—that's what I want to teach. I'm going to teach it from the from the offensive end, a press break to get us so that we can get back into our defense. It's gonna be. I want to show them what I'm talking about. I'm a man-to-man kind of person, but I want to show them how you can take that same man-to-man and do something that may look like you're running two-three zone, or you look like that you may be in a uh, a one-three-one based on how you're playing those defensive slides. Now it may sound complicated, but really, uh, that's what I've done for gosh, I don't know, forever. Uh, a long time ago, I. I started back, I guess, the early 80s, and I was, you know, concerned about a few things, and we just started setting down, our coach and them, taking down, well, we can do this good, we can do this good, we can do this good, but we can't put all these together and play man-to-man. I said, well, let's just play, you know, man with what we can do and slide some of these other things that are zone principles. So, you, you know, some of our defense is zone principles, some of it is man principles, some of it's some other things, so – uh, but that's that's what I, you know, I guess it's my own system doing things. If you're going to be a coach, and I'm sure you're doing this, you've developed your own uh, terminology and things that you have uh, created yourself to use according for your kids. Uh, I'm sure you've done that. But uh, that's what I want to get across to them and show them how you can do some, I guess, for lack of better, some Things that are unorthodox according to orthodox rules of certain things. Does that make sense to you?
1: That makes a lot of sense. I think I think we need that in coaching. I think everybody is so standard in coaching. We actually need to get more outside the box, yeah, defensively. And I love what you're saying because we had our success last year. We ran a matchup zone, but I'm telling you, we literally picked up at half court. We picked up – it looked like a man-to-man, but we were in a matchup zone, and we protected the middle. And um, it was our best defense because we can't – a lot of the teams that we face, we can't match up personnel-wise. And nobody, so, you got to yeah. throw.
0: Right. you got to do what you're saying. That's right. I agree with you. Uh, you can't match up. If you don't have the talent, you can't match up. I don't care what right. you So, like you're saying, and it, it probably was very successful mm-hmm. for you. Uh, in doing that uh, but actually that's what I'm talking about you took what you wanted to do and you put your initiative to it and and studied the x's and o's and said hey we can do this now it may not be what what I'd say God, what are you doing that for and you say well that's what we believe in and somebody said well that's not that's not by the book and I said well I don't coach by the book you know uh, and that's a key thing that you need to tell in uh, the middle school. We got all these books out there. You can spend a fortune ordering all these books. <laughs> you can do all this and all these tapes, but you still got to be able to teach it. And you got to understand all those people that wrote that have got all the key athletes they need to run that defense, or they wouldn't be running it. So, uh, and right. that's 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 the base thing to talk about these middle school coaches learn the some the basic principles of it and then adapt it to you know if you've got a six foot six post player you don't want them out on the perimeter guarding somebody but if you like if you've got a, a somebody i may pull pull her out just to get the big girl away from the basket or something and the only other choice you play man that means that girl's got a sag down there but you come out there and find out that girl can shoot a three out there so then what do you do you put somebody less on it or whatever you just have to make adjustments for it and that's what uh if i could stress some of these kids uh our younger players or younger coaches you got to learn to to take what you got and use it but you know don't be afraid to come out of the box as you say uh it'll be a little bit different and i bet your fans appreciate that it's not just the same old
1: you know they get excited about seeing something different, didn't they? Yeah, no doubt. And our our kids, um, I mean, we, you know, uh, we play hard, We're st- we, we still don't score. Um, you haven't, yeah, you know, we actually got a lot better since we last played you. Um, and we got a little bit, well, our defense is solid, our offense has to catch up, and that's I'm sure that's true with your program and all, all the small schools. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah but it, it's the defense will keep you in a lot of games. I know that.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what you're building for. And, and like I said, I you know, I firmly believe in this, believe in this, if you develop a way to coach. Okay. And you coach that way every year, the, the same thing they'll say, okay, well this year we don't have a lot of great people. Well, you coach them like they're all all-stars and, organize them and work them and work them and they gonna they gonna you know have some success they' gonna win a few ball games or not, but then you get fairly good t- talent in the middle of the road maybe a little bit better you do the same thing organize them work them work them well then they gonna win more games than they lose but then all of a sudden here comes that class man we got some players look at these players. Now, does that mean you're gonna now just sit down and work your tail off and go to work? No, you're gonna keep working the same way you worked when they were not good. And those are the teams that's gonna win championships for you. And you'll find out by doing that the next time those people behind them say, Hey, we gotta work. We gotta work. We know we gotta work. And that's how you meant we kept those things going every year. Our our style, our intention, everything don't change. Uh, it's not gonna change. Matter of fact, the you ask a question one of the things is the parents sometimes don't understand why we as coaches are pushing them as hard as we do and if you look at something 20 years ago well we had uh, I'll show you how they're talking about is that I had some kids that played for me in the 70s in the 80s came to a 50 year get together and they talked and some of them one of the players talked and Talked about how we worked and how we did this and how we did that, and my girls are standing back and, and they've told her dad, she said, You know what? We're doing we're doing that right now. We're doing the same stuff they did 20 years ago." So <laughs> that's yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's how you build your program. That's the point I could want to stress to somebody that wants to be in this a long time. Build your program that way so that the kids that come back say, "Hey." Y'all are still working just as hard uh, as we did back in those days uh, from there. And and you say, well, you can't do it. I say, yeah, you can. You got to sell them on the program. You got to sell them on the biggest thing is that you know what you're doing and that you got their back. And you go out and practice for it and you show them. Uh, And I tell my kids this at least once a week it may not be. The you know, like everybody says, it may not be by the book, but if we teach it this way and you do it this way and everybody does it the same way, then it's going to work. So, uh, and then from there, just go have some fun. But if you don't like to practice, you're in the wrong sport, or <laughs> you better, exactly you right. Better yeah, I love to want to go to practice because if you don't, know, you're not going to be successful from
1: there and it's all about the word that i'm getting out of that is consistency you've been consistent in your methods for for many years and it's just it how many how many people are consistent throughout their life it's hard to find those um and i i definitely i love that about you coach can i ask you about player development yeah. um i'm really big and i know you are too i see a lot of wasted crazy drills out there I'll give you an example of of what I do with my players. Okay. I had today, for example, I had one of my 7th grade girls who she's a beginning level player.
0: Okay.
1: And, and we were working basically on the the dominant and weak hand pound dribble on technique, right. the basic the basic stationary crossover on ball speed and technique and in the shooting we were working on preparation shot preparation, one, two step into the shot, holding the follow through. And that to me, is like, you start from the ground up, but what I see a lot with player development is just a lot of fancy garbage. And it's like, you gotta be kidding me, especially at the girls level. And I, what do you, what's your philosophy on that? Cause I know basic basketball fundamentals are still the key to success. You got
0: it. Uh, you got it. Uh, a lot, of the, a lot of the development comes around uh, and some of these kids start trying to do things they're not strong enough to do when they start doing them. So they cut the corners or something like that instead of shooting a, the proper way in close. They all want to pick up that ball and step out there and start shooting three. Well, what you're talking about, they've got to get the mechanics of it down so they can score inside I mean a, a, a five footer as compared to stepping out and shooting a, uh, a long shot but you're exactly right you have got to do the things uh, that win basketball games and I, I'm firmly convinced and I got away from it several times I used to think shooting free throws in practice wasting time I don't think that no more because we lost ball games last year for three reasons free throws Miss layups (laughs) and and turnover and turnover,
1: right? Right, (laughs) and you you
0: can eliminate you know, you don't have to be a great uh, athlete to pass the basketball the correct way or use a correct uh reach pass, it's not fancy. They won't see these no look passes behind the back like they all do. Well, everybody don't have those skills, so you go back to those old boring drills to teach them how to do that. But now, far as dribbling uh you know, some of the drills that, you know, we used to do. I like I like anything that I can do that's got three or four different uh things for it. Like you're talking about taking steps, catch, turn, do all this. Dribbling drills, player foundations. They gotta they gotta first of all, girls don't know how to land on their shots. Their feet are always because of their hips. Their hips are wider, therefore they're balance is a little off so they got to be taught how to land how to and how to jump to some degree to so that you can get that the, get the feet where they're supposed to be uh but hey you in mine we you come watch my practice and they'll say and this is basically what god that coach is old-fashioned <laughs> <laughs> i'm serious so but that that's our drills but some of that old fashioned stuff wants to get a little older and a little bit more and coming. It turns into being fundamentally sound. And the best thing that somebody can tell me, and I had, they said, golly, your, your team is so fundamentally sound. And that's the best thing anybody could tell me about my. That's a good compliment. Yeah, absolutely. And that second is they are disciplined and they, Conduct himself in, coming in the gym like a basketball team's supposed to conduct himself. Uh, so that that and you got to work on that stuff. And that's the same thing you're talking about. Gene, he's very he does certain things, and they're gonna be done that that way all the time. And that's why he's successful. Any coach that wins, they consistently they you watch their practice, you're, they're consistent, and that's why. He has that breakfast club. We would all don't have that, that advantage of doing that kind of stuff. But you take the time you got and the players you got and work as much as you can. And I'm sure you'd like to spend a whole lot more time, but I'm sure right now some of your players are probably playing softball and volleyball.
1: <laughs> they are. They're all playing. I have a few that are not. But, um, yeah, they're all playing. And, and, Coach, Gene is actually bringing four of his kids to do the breakfast club um, or the clinic. Yeah, I mean, you're going to love that.
0: Good. Good. Yeah. I've yeah. Seen, I've seen part of it. Yeah. Uh, they do. And they do it at a pretty high rate of speed. Uh,
1: they do. They do. They go all out. I, I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable relentless effort. Yeah. His kids go out. That's what separates his team.
0: Yeah. I remember, I can remember when Gene Durden and I was sitting talking, he was talking. I forget where I was at. He come, we met somewhere or another. And I believe he was in Thomasville, Georgia, coaching down there. He was fixing to come up this way somewhere, and we were talking basketball about something. But I've known Gene a long time, uh, so. Uh, but I tell you what, it's uh, it's still exciting to me. You know, I don't. I, you know, this is starting year number 51, and I'm not. You know, people said, When are you going, I said. They said, When are you gonna retire? I said, Well, let me tell you something. I retired in 1999 when I quit teaching. <laughs> and 31 yeah. years, I said, now this is just something I'm, I'm enjoying to do. I mean, if you quit and don't do nothing, that, you're sending a signal to your body that it's time to stop doing anything. And you know what I right. mean? I mean, keep working. I had my, I had one of my, my doctor tell me, he said, I saw about maybe slowing down and he said, well, you don't retire. And I said, well, you know, this, and he says, how old do you think I am? I said, well, I don't know. He says, I'm 81. And I said, Oh my goodness. Uh, he doesn't look it but hey you just got if you enjoy doing it and you enjoy going to practice then keep doing it if you don't don't practice and don't like to do the extra thing and don't like to go scout and don't like to break down tapes and don't like to add up stats and do all the other things that goes and don't write the right letters and you know things that goes on at night and other time then yeah you need to get out of coaching that's that's the other part of coaching. You can X and all you want, but if you're going to be in it for the long and want your kids to be successful, you got to do all that stuff behind the scenes that nobody knows about. Uh, from that, and that's what you're talking about—the solid base for fundamentals. And I'm sure you're talking about you wouldn't be winning and coming up the ladder and you're doing it the old-fashioned way, like Heinz Ketchup, doing it the slow, hard way. To get to <laughs> exactly, you get to and and it'll pay off in the long run because you know there's so yeah because many-
1: our uh, you're right about a couple of things um, particularly about kids playing other sports because uh, I got all my kids playing softball um, and, or cross country
0: yeah and, and, um, I-
1: and I got a few that are uh, that we're working out with um, but you know what
0: what's that it is one.
1: All I need is one kid. I mean, and um, I'm not going to take a kid playing another sport. I, that's my. I, I don't want somebody working with my basketball players on that something else during my season. Uh, I have total respect. I want kids to enjoy their season. So I don't believe in taking these kids from softball and say, "Hey, you got to no, no, you enjoy softball and so forth." So I think it's good for them to play other sports. Well,
0: um, I agree. Totally agree. Uh, and then they'll play. They'll play that much harder for you when you they know you respect them and you go watch them play. So yeah,
1: absolutely, Coach. Um, you I remember the last time you spoke at our clinic. You were at the clinic. You, I think you were the first one there. Um, and you didn't speak until later. And even after fifty years of coaching, I found that attention to still learning and growing as a basketball coach. I thought that was really impressive. Um. Why, even after even after this many years, are you still s- striving to learn and grow as a coach? I mean, I thought that was really impressive. Tell me a little bit about that.
0: Well, when if, like I said, if you're going to be part of something, okay, I'm a, uh, you're part of the clinic. Well, out of respect for other coaches, you need to go listen to what they have to say. You need to hear what they have to say. Uh, and in return, you might learn something, even if you get one little tidbit of something. Because I take things, not necessarily offense and things like that. I take things uh, like uh, a couple things, you know, the press, using your forearm and things like that. Gene was talking about, I've done that and things, but they do it a different way. Uh, Pick up something that way, but go and, and there's not enough people uh in our profession that take time to respect other coaches for what they're doing so and there's nothing tackier than you know you go somewhere or another and and uh say you don't like what they're saying you just get up and walk out no those people they've got they they believe in what they're doing so hey go do it and that's why i tell myself you know uh, well, just like, yeah, you know, I'm because I, my, my, one of my coaches come with and I said, you know, we're going early and we'll be there late. So, <laughs> uh, uh, and that's just, I, I've just always been that way. I guess that's because, you know, uh, I was taught a work ethic a long time ago. And my dad, he always said, if you're going to work for somebody, work for them. If you can't, go find you another job. And, uh, that plus the fact that, you know, he always said the same thing be loyal to the, the the things what you're doing well and like i said you've already talked to some of those coaches i want to hear what they have to say who knows i might find yeah i've been in there's you know i've read a lot of books and i've seen a lot of clinics and i've coached a lot of great players but hey you know there's always something in there and plus you know i just enjoy talking to other coaches uh about basketball i enjoy talking basketball uh to it uh and my wife you know, she used to go with me. Some she said, "I ain't going. Cause you'll be there early and stay late." And I said,
1: <laughs> "She knows you." <laughs> yeah. But that, you know, yeah. that,
0: that's part of it. But you know, I I compliment. That's why I said. I compliment you for taking time and putting these things on because they're they're not easy to do. They're not easy to do. Um, right, right. Yeah. but that's,
1: that's yeah, coach. I agree. It's all about sharing. I don't think us coaches. I'll be honest with you. I don't think coaches within their own school don't share certain things. I mean, I mean, I don't think we share enough. I think everybody's trying to hide their secrets. I can kill it. I have no secrets. Sure. Um, you know sure. what I'm saying? It's like, why don't we share enough? I mean, that's to me the ultimate – I think that's a big problem in coaching, don't you think?
0: Right. Well, ba- there's nothing new in basketball. That's just what I said earlier about what I was talking about. I want to you know I've gotten things from different people uh but I take it and put it in my system, and it may not the ideal can for somebody, but I use it may use it a different way, just like if you look at you're talking about you take away the middle well, some you know there's a defense out there that talks about taking away the middle the pack line man to man, well, there's some principle about pack man land pack line man to man that helps me. Teach me uh, my f- specific spots on the floor. I want to 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 teach where my players are to be, uh, and that's uh, what I'm talking about. And you're so exactly right. You know, it's sometimes it's hard maybe to get all your teachers to come watch a basketball game, right?
1: <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, and I know people are busy. Um, too, busy. but uh, too busy. Yeah, I just. I I, I mean, I just. I just, I just think, and I've, I've been thinking about this lately is like, why don't coaches at the own school share their knowledge, man? You, I mean, I, I'm always trying to pick up certain things and it might be a golden nugget. Like you say, it might be something, one thing that you pick up. Um, but you know, I, it's just one of those things, one of my, my pet peeves I have, uh, but I love how you're growing. You're still learning and sharing. Um, even later in your years here. And I think, I think, I mean, you're getting better and better. Even at, even after your 50 years, I think you're even getting, I think your best coaching is now. <laughs> I mean, um, and I, I didn't see all your great teams. <laughs>
0: well, I tell you what, I, you know, I'm real, I, I like, you know, I like the results we're having. I like the ideal of what we, we're doing. And I, I like that I've had to change things to do that, to be successful. And I guess it's more of a personal challenge to me to see if, if, uh, from that, it's just like, uh, I left Mar high, it, you know, we still had a lot of good things there because I have 31 years because I want yourself. Everybody says, I want to see, I want to coach in college. I want to see what that challenge is. So that's why I left Bar High and went, was, had the pleasure of and the, the chance to coach six or seven years at uh, Clayton State, coach the women there. And from that, you know, it, it's a learning experience from that. And I gained a lot of coaching in college that helps you uh, see what – I wish I'd had some of that knowledge to see what you got to get your – if it, anything, it helped me the last uh, – 10 or 12, 14 years, know what I need to teach these kids to help them get where they can play college basketball if they want to go play that sport. Because there's certain things you got to do if you're going to play in college that you some, sometimes just don't get taught. Uh, and I think that's a big help from that. Uh, and I think uh, it, some of this, if it'll go on, some of this to the middle school coach, coaches would be uh, special. And, you know, I be, But I, hey, Put it all. I've been blessed. The good Lord's gave me good health and allowed me to do this because I'll, you know, September, September ninth, I'll be seventy-two years old, and I'm still able, <laughs> still able to play yeah. this game. So, I, I've been blessed. I've been blessed, truly.
1: Yeah, and we're we're gonna celebrate your birthday, right, Coach, at the clinic. That's for everybody. That's right after your birthday. I don't know, <laughs> I
0: don't know about that now, but uh, <laughs> hey, Coach.
1: My last question here is. I know you're in the process of writing your book. You might already be done with it. Um, give well, the listeners kind of a, a brief introduction on your book and um, when it's going to be out and so forth. Just kind of talk a little bit about that.
0: Well, I'm taking what it is. Writing a book, you know, there's so many people that's crossed my path uh, in, in the years, uh, you college players and college this and college that. And I've had the fortune, I don't know, that for 38 years – uh, myself, Jim Waller, Doug Crane, Greg Shook and some of the better and some of the top coaches in the state of Georgia, we, you know, were able to cross paths. and you know, three of us, me and Doug and Jim and Greg, four of us, ran a basketball camp for thirty eight years in the summer. Uh and I'm talking about one of them where we start at seven o'clock in the morning and go till late at night and when it's all about uh, fundamentals, the old style, not just play. And then we'd play games that we wouldn't keep score. And, you know, more like me and you was calling a ball game we were teaching the kids how to play. Uh, and through that, I gained a lot of insight into coaches and the relationships. And that's what it's all, some of it's about, the friendships you're going to develop and share the ideals. But then again, I want to talk about, uh, basically, what I'm talking about, how it started, how my philosophy of basketball, and I'm not, everybody's got their philosophy, and I don't, you know, I don't go to clinics to listen to philosophers, everybody's got one, but having coached three-on-three, three, uh, Rover, and five-on-five, five, uh, you learn a lot of different ways of doing things, uh, and I stress the fact in there about, you know, I firmly believe in offense and defense are both a game of triangles, uh, and you figure out which triangle is best for your team. Uh, and just like uh, John Wooden, his whole thing was uh, was a pyramid, which is nothing more than an upside uh, triangle, you know, with all the steps it took to be a great coach. But I'm going to have an insight of that, and then I'm going to go through and talk about uh, how certain players developed uh, after doing certain drills. And then I'm going to – the latter part of it will be – and I'm going to give some things that uh we've done uh far as uh the uh overall outline and uh, basically a playbook part thing that uh i've got and stress the fact that i can go back uh and look at all this and back it up with fact because i've got every i've still got every school book that i had uh when i first started coaching and i've got most you know filing cabinet after filing cabinet of practice plans and playbooks and all that stuff that come back and show what we did, you know, in 1970 compared to what we do now. And you'd right. you'll be surprised how some of it is so similar and you take and just adjust because of the speed of the game, the strength of the game, and and the height that's there now has caused the game to change. But that that's what I'm talking about now as far as, in writing the book, if you mention a lot of people's names, you know that you have to get their approval that that name can be used in there and certain things. But there's a lot. But no, it's a. Uh, I don't know. if Did I give out an outline to that last year, Coach?
1: Um. Well, actually, yeah, the year before. Um, I gotta look back, Coach. I, I, I think you did. I mean, you you were talking about a master plan and how you put your practice. I'll, I'll take a look at that and see.
0: But I've got. I've got. Well. See, what I think I gave out, I've changed the idea, but I gave out uh, what I did every month of the year as far as building my program.
1: Yes, so yes. That's
0: what I did. And, well, that's part of it's in there. It's not as much detail. And what I did, I took down and got the drills uh, and all of that because that's the one thing you're just talking about sending something to, you know, what I was going to base it on. It's kind of hard because I'm going to take them, through it and show them exactly what i do based on you know whatever people we may have there uh and and far as building my defensive system but yes that is in the and i hope to have it have it completed uh you know where i could spend more time and doing it but you know i'm in nowhere it's doing it for you know i think you could do it for Uh, any kind of monetary reward, but I just want to leave something behind that there is certain things that you can gain and uh, achieve and affect a few people. Uh, I had the pleasure of, uh, you know, uh, at that banquet or thing, uh, the Miss first lady of Georgia football spoke at our, was there and she got up and made a little presentation. I don't know if you know this, but Kirby Smart's wife, Mary Beth Lysette that I coached in high school, uh, okay, I didn't know
1: that. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> she was a
0: high school all American, so yeah. Uh, and she came back and talked about some of the things, the hard work, and things that we did, and this one's that really helped, uh, you know. And and then Andy was hard nosed as well, but you know that when people like that come back, have been successful, and talk about their things, I got to put that kind of stuff in the book, and it's got to be noted uh, from there. But yes, it is. It is in the works. So, uh, but there's a lot of legal stuff as you, well. You know, you have to do in that uh, when you start doing that kind of stuff. Uh,
1: Absolutely. But, yeah. Yeah. But
0: the groundwork is all laid. Now, the fun part, we get to come back and start uh, filling in about all the, the stories and all the things that, that go into it and reliving some of the past. And, you know, I've been pulling out, you know, scrapbooks and pictures and, you name it. It's just got my my upstairs bonus room looks like a tornado's gone through it. Cause I got <laughs> got it all over yeah. the place uh, from there. <laughs> but uh, no, I look forward to it. I think it'll be fun. And and by the, uh, I know my uh, uh, our boys' coach is uh, coming with us. He's looking forward as well to the clinic, and uh, hopefully some other folks around here as well. Uh, but uh, uh, you're working hard, and it'll all pay off. Uh, how-
1: absolutely yeah coach thank you um and you can bring i tell you if you want to bring some players I, I i always recommend players go in the clinic because i, I tell you they can learn so much of course they're not going to stay as long as you are but um you know that um but i always recommend bringing bring as many coaches from your staff as possible we would love we want to pack our gym we think we have one of the best clinics around coach we got nine speakers yeah um and not only that, I got Andy Cowart coming in. He's going to do a rules clinic, um, and we got we just got some great coaches coming in. And again, Coach, I appreciate you coming to our clinic. And you're always going to be invited to this clinic. You're a you're a staple of this clinic, and I think it's going to get better and better, just like your coaching. It's going to get better and better. And uh, we're looking forward to having you, Coach, at our clinic. You have,
0: you have a way with words, you know. No, but uh I you know, we'll we'll be there and uh think about it, uh the uh I don't know if my players are all I don't have anybody's available. They're all playing volleyball and softball and all that. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll we'll be there and I look forward to it. I may bring my wife. She may come. Who knows?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, hey, we're gonna have some great food
1: and everything there. I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun event.
0: Oh yeah. Well I'm I'm sure that I'm sure it sounds like you got some I look forward to listening to some of those. I remember Andy Coward. I know him. I weigh him from way back when. Uh, I probably hollered to him at some basketball game somewhere down the road.
1: I know. <laughs> he he might call a T on you as soon as you walk into the gym. He might. He might. <laughs> Coach, thank you so much. I appreciate you joining us. I know. If you need it um, yeah. yep, just let me know. You know how to get a hold of me. All right. And all you
0: folks out there, if anybody listened, y'all come on down. It'll be fun. This old Old country folks, we so we always gonna have a good time. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, thank you so much. I appreciate okay. uh-huh. it. Uh-huh.
1: Bye bye. Thank you. Uh-huh.
0: All right, bye. Well, I think there's something you don't understand. Uh-huh. In over forty years of looking at the best this state's ever had, I've never seen a better ball player than Jimmy Chuka. Never. never.